got some verses of Scripture this morning, and I want to talk to you about the light of hope. The light of hope. We've got some Scriptures. Let's read those first. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death. Upon them a light has shined. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you for the grace of your grace. Help us as a vessel just to deliver, God, a word into the hearts and spirits of your people. God, and help us to be a witness of this great uh, message of hope and light outside of our doors and into the, the land where you send us. Thank you for it today in Jesus' name. We know what that great light is. We know who that light is. And we also know, you know what I mean, how God has, has went ahead and also called us to bear and carry that light. He said, I'm the light of the world. He said, you are the light of the world. And so, you know, the gospel in Jesus and this Christmas story and, uh, you know, the cross, the hope, the light is, is just not simply for our own benefit. But it begins there. It's for the world. It's for your neighbor. Hell. It's for the stranger. It's for the foreigner. It's for the widow. It's for the outcast. It's for, you know, whosoever will may come and take of the fountain of life freely. But yet he says, you know what I mean? There's a connection that needs to be made. And that connection is that they've got to have someone that will tell them. Somebody's got to carry the message to them because they must hear before they can believe. So we have a major role in the work of the kingdom, in the future of other people's lives, the destiny you know what I mean? That God planned for them that they would not 
miss it. And so I want to talk to us today about the light of hope. I believe that Christianity, you know, is celebrating the coming of that eternal light. It shines in the darkness of every condition, you know, that comes into our lives. Oh, yes, a light of hope, of salvation. Praise the Lord. It's a, it's a victory, far greater than just the victory over, you know, the, the human oppression or human issues and human situations. It is a victory over spiritual powers and darknesses, things that, that, that really, you know, uh, uh, imprison, things that, that, that hold the soul in a dark cell, even though life around them is, seems to be moving on. God says to Israel, Forget the feelings of depression. Cast all your cares. Don't let fears and worries. Don't dwell on the past or the former things. Look forward to what God has planned. Verse 19, behold, I will do a new thing. Amen. Now shall it spring forth. Shall you not know it? Will not God go ahead and make it plain and reveal it to us? Well, I believe he will. Because the role of the Holy Spirit is to lead, to guide, to teach, to bring understanding. Amen? And he goes on to say the magnitude you know, and how far-reaching and, and how abnormal this would be. I will make roads in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You see, God has given us a gift. But we must redeem that gift. To receive, you know what I mean, the fullness of the intended purpose of that gift. You've got to receive it. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. The gift is there. Oh, yes. But he wants you to turn it in. He wants you to bring it. Hallelujah. As one who has accepted the gift and say, Father, now, now, you know what I mean? I have received your son and because of that, I am heirs with God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You see, one of the biggest things that the enemy uses in life, and it affects whether spirit, soul, and body, is discouragement. You see, discouragement is the handle that fits all the devil's tools it fits all his tools. It's the tool he uses to get inside, inside our heart and trap us in our fruitless life. To keep us stationary. To keep us from believing for more. Think about it. 
the bad days you felt like you were having, even though you weren't having them, but you felt like you were having them. Now, I'm not saying there's not bad days that are real, but there's a lot of days that you feel like you're having a bad day, and the day's no different than the day before, or many of the days before. But discouragement, you know, it, 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 it starts to kind of create a shadow, you know. It wants to get inside you. It wants to begin to pull, control the levers of your thought life. It wants to bring into doubt the promises and the assurity of, of God's word. It even wants to stifle the energy of the Holy Spirit in your life. Oh, yes. I love the Apostle Paul when he wrote, he said, you know, I've been, I, 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 there hasn't been any situation I haven't been in. I've been perplexed. I've been distressed. I, I've been, you know, I've been left for dead. I, you, you name it. But it just seems like he just always rises above to the top. Hallelujah. In fact, as he's the one that said, you know, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, principalities or powers, neither the things present or things to come on earth or in heaven. He said, they just can't, they're just not going to get between me and God's love for me. Yeah. So, with carefulness and understanding, I'm not sure what your 2020 was like. Whether it was filled with laughter or tears or both. But the truth of the matter is that God wants to walk by our side in 2021. He does. He wants to make it a hopeful year. He wants to give us guidance in 2021. He does. Sure, a lot has happened in this past year. Oh, but how we need to end in gratitude so that we can begin in hope. We need to release the bitterness and the frustration, the anxiety of the past and move into the new, knowing God loves you and wants the best for you. Because God has a plan. God has a plan. A plan that he purposed in his son, Jesus Christ. See, he says that God is planning to make a way in your personal wilderness. He's preparing for you, you know, an exodus from your own situation. I marvel at God in my own personal life. Now, I've never been in Egypt, as in a country, and I probably wouldn't associate my situations as deep and dire as they were, but... They probably were. And God provided the exodus. I've had circumstances and very natural to life.
that were keeping me from the promises of God. Then God came along and gave a word. I read a scripture. The Holy Spirit spoke to my life or something, and all of a sudden, the door was opened, and I walked out. And I began to believe in my tomorrow, in God. Absolutely. Hallelujah. You know, fresh potential lies before every one of us. Every day. Lamentation says His mercies are new every morning. Oh, hallelujah. It's not old mercies that you get. It's new mercies. Fresh starts. Oh, my. Yes. Deuteronomy 30 and 19, he told the children of Israel, he said, Behold, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life that both you and your descendants might live. Oh, I tell you, if we'll prioritize Jesus. I know you're believers, but if we'll prioritize Jesus in our lives, hallelujah. Put him at the top of the list. When we do that, you're going to find that hope will fill the gaps that seem to be there, and it will also redeem the moments. It says he redeems our life from destruction. What might have been in the road, I'm going to go ahead, you know what I mean, and make sure that it doesn't happen. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Hope, the light of hope. It's like a candle. When you bring it into the darkness, it begins to cast, you know, and remove the darkness. It begins to infiltrate. And that's what hope does. You know what I mean? It comes into hopelessness and it begins to shine. You know, see, darkness is a real and matter-of-fact thing. It was Isaiah chapter 60. He said this, the darkness would be so great that it covers the earth. He said that there would be even a deeper darkness upon the people. They that sat in that deep darkness have seen a great light. Oh, hallelujah. And I love what he says in the, uh, the next verse of that. He says, but the Lord shall arise over you. He says there's going to be light. There's going to be insight. It's going to be like day. You know what I mean? Okay, let's say there's darkness everywhere. God says, I'm going to turn the high beams on for you. Yeah. You're going to begin to be able to see what's out in front of you. 
when you have Jesus, you have light for the darkness. When you read God's Word and you get it in your heart, you have light for every step that you take. Yeah, you know when to take a left, when to take a right, when to stop, when to go forward. For thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway, David said. And it was Paul that prayed as he wrote in Romans 15. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. He adds a dimension, okay, of what can accompany, you know, our hope. The things that we're hopeful. He says it can become so real in your life, you know what I mean, that you're going to start to get just a little joyful. Yeah, you know. And, and you're going you're gonna to walk, you know, uh, in the midst of it all with peace, confidence in your steps. I don't know about you, but I really think we could need some an infusion of God hope. Yeah. It, 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 it. It energizes our believing. Joy and peace in believing. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Woo! Let me tell you. He's not talking about a natural hope here. He's not talking about hope, you know what I mean, that that, that just seems to be very evident because, you know, everything is perfect in your life. He's talking about a hope that God gives. Hope that flows from God. A hope that's a pillar in your life that holds up your world. A hope that is a light even in the darkness. Absolutely. God, touch our lives with with hope. For hope is that road that stretches before us. And I believe as it's strengthened in our lives, you know, the road is like a paved road. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up as wings as eagles. Oh, hallelujah. Even if God should happen to give you a rocky road, He will give you strong shoes for that rocky road. Absolutely. The importance of hope is that it, it, it not only points us to a brighter tomorrow, but it changes the quality of life that we live. 
today? Absolutely. Hallelujah. When that hopelessness comes in, it is the saddest condition of the soul that there is. It holds you in a place of uncertainty, and it's a painful place. It becomes a despair, an enemy to the, to the soul. But there is a light. There is a light. Let me just interject here. Paul's writings, when he talks about passive hope. Passive hope. Romans 13, it says this, 11 through 14. And do this, knowing the time. That now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. So who is he talking to? Believers. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of Light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, and not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Paul is addressing a, a passive hope, an inactivity type hope. And he encourages the believers, you've got to shake that off. He's, he's writing this, and he's, he's trying to, you know, get them on their journey of faith. When you read Hebrews chapter 11, and those great men and women of faith, how many know that when you look at that, those conditions were not ideal? But faith works in on-deal, on-ideal situations. It works. Hallelujah. Yes. He says, I want to awaken you from your spiritual slumber. I want to, you know, inspire you to, to active hope. Jesus when he came, he doesn't just point us to the future in heaven. The reason he came to earth, among many things, you know what I mean? Is that he wanted to bring light to your earth, to your hour, to your day. Oh, yes. Paul is saying this. Also, he said, you need to wake up to what God is doing. Yes. Wake up to what God is doing. God's on the move. God is moving us from something to something more. 
something more. Hallelujah. God, touch us. Touch our lives with, with hope. Mm. There's a passage of Scripture and a, a chapter that talks about God's favor in the new year. Looking at the future with its unlimited possibilities, anticipation and expectation. Vision for the future. Hallelujah. God has a table. Psalms 23. It's spread. Oh, yes. And everyone is welcome at that bountiful table. And what I love about it is that at least I recognize is that Psalms 23 says that after the valley, God has a table. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He talks about how I will fear no evil. Then he goes on to say, thou preparest a table before me. After the valleys, David understood. Psalm 65. He says that he crowns your year with favor. He says he gives your year a bountiful harvest. Man. Hallelujah. The goodness of God, he says, is there. Let's look at some things that he promises. Psalm 65 and 2, he answers our prayers. Oh, you who hear prayer. You say, well, doesn't say answer. He says if God hears us, we get the answer. Hallelujah. That's what James said. He forgives our sins. As for our transgressions, you provide atonement for them. Don't enter 2021 carrying the load because yesterday in 2020, you messed up. He's provided atonement for it. Says he answers with awesome deeds. Verse 5. 5 through 7, he says, he protects us. Verse 8 says, he does wonders. Verse 7 says he reigns and makes the land fertile to the, to the climax of the year. Places that haven't had any rain. They've become hardened. They haven't seen any fruitful results. God says, I got a plan. I got a plan. 
He says, I'm going I'm to go ahead and, and bless your going out and your coming in. He waters the earth. He greatly enriches it. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. I've been walking through that. I've been checking. Checking my heart and checking my mind. Find out exactly where it's at. Where it's at today. There's some new things that are available to us. And I ask my musicians to come in the new year. A new heart. And a new mind. Paul wrote in Ephesians, he says, we need to be renewed in the spirit of our minds. How is your mind thinking? How is your mind translating? How is your mind's perspective? There's a new song. Psalm 40 and 3 says he puts a new song in my mouth. A song of praise to God that many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. Of course, we know about new mercies and revitalized hope. How do you move into new hope? You've got to move into the new places by forgetting the old. Or simply by not hanging on to the old. You've got memories. But make space for new memories. The first step is God needs our yes. He's got to have our yes. Matthew 6 and 33 says, All these things shall be added unto you. As we surrender our plans, there are new roads for the new year.
Isaiah 60 and 1 shows this. Arise and shine because the light has come. It's not coming. It has come. It's here. There's a story of Rose Crawford. Rose Crawford was blind for the first 50 years of her life. And then one day she found out that there was an operation that could restore her sight. But no one told her about the surgery that was available. She could have had sight 20 years before. Go that far in all the world and tell them that there is someone who gives sight to the blind. Someone who sets the prisoners free. Those that are captive, he looses them. Those that are still in Egypt, he wants to give them an exodus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Each of us has new roads ahead for the new year. Well, the old and the new are uniquely jumping together. God is calling us, all of us, to rise and shine. We need to give Him the first hour of every day. The first day of every week, the first part of every paycheck, the first consideration in every decision, and the first place. That's the road that's paved with success. That's the road that's filled with that hope that's accompanied with joy and peace and overflow. There's a song that I want to be our theme song for January, a chorus for January. We're going to sing it after every message at the 
I preach. Because it is the message that God is trying to enlighten and enliven His got a plan that's good and not evil in the midst of who knows what plans when evil seems to be you know raising its ugly head at every turn trying to influence your hope with me, would you? Amen. As we close out. No. As we begin. We're not closing out anything. We're beginning. We're beginning. Amen. From little hands together. Yes. We're beginning. Hallelujah. It's not that the old was so bad, but the new is better. Jesus said, you know what I mean? To some you know, when they taste of the new, ah, uh, I like the old better. Jesus says, keep tasting. There's the new. Hallelujah. Has a taste of its own that you'll get to love and to like. All right? I believe that the, how can I put it, the conductor, blown the whistle. The train is leaving the depot. God is moving by His Spirit. Hallelujah. God is moving by His not be caught as a church where Jesus couldn't do any mighty things because unbelief or passive hope and faith God.
who has loved us. Amen. Hallelujah. Go with God. God bless you. God bless you. We be strong in the Lord and the power of His might.